Hey, Trash Talkers. Today we want to talk about a new kind of pollution that we don't normally think about in our daily lives, but it actually has a huge impact on marine life. It's noise pollution, noise that comes from ferries, shipping vessels, and construction projects. It turns out that there's only 37 Chinese white dolphins left in Hong Kong waters, and one of the main reasons for their dwindling numbers is the cacophony of noise that stops them from being able to communicate and find food underwater. So with us today, we have Doris Wu of WWF Hong Kong to talk about this issue. Hi, Doris. Hello, Marcy. <laughs> um, can you describe a little bit how dolphins use sound to survive here in Hong Kong? Yeah, sure. Uh, for the dolphins living in Hong Kong and also uh, near the perfect estuary, they are living in very murky water with very low visibility. So that's why they rely largely on sound for survival. They listen to their prey, um, family members and friends. And as we know, the sound travels faster in water, so this can be done more efficiently uh, on the, uh, at the sea. So for Animals like dolphins, they use echolocation, uh, apart from listening to the sounds, to look for prey, uh, their members, and also for navigation as well. So basically, they uh, emit sound and receive the sound with signals bounced back for locating and identifying stuff. So it's similar to sonar, right? Like what submarines use, they send out that beep, 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 and then it comes back again? Yeah, exactly. For dolphins, they will make clicks. So it's, uh, it sounds very similar to what you just made, the sound. So beep, beep, beep. And then it kind of reverberates back and then they know that something's out there. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. interesting. Right, because it's it's hard to see underwater, right? Mm hmm So they have to rely on sound. Huh. And what are some of the sources of noise pollution in Hong Kong waters? I mentioned some before, but I'm sure you have more detail. Uh, so for the source of noise in Hong Kong water, so mainly it's from two uh, human sources. So one is the coastal development around the Lantau areas, such as uh, the powering works of the Soko Islands for uh, the liquefied natural gas terminal construction works. And secondly, apart from those works, it, it's also from the marine traffic activities that we have, uh, including the operation of the high-speed ferries, Fishing, uh, fishing boats and also the dolphin watching vessels. So there are some more extra uh, sources, but not that very um, occur very often, including the illegal smuggling and fishing activities. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Even the dolphin watching boats are a problem, huh? Yeah, but that really depends on, I mean, like for dolphin watching vessels, so they can adhere to a code of conduct to reduce the noise uh, to the dolphin as much as possible. Okay. Well, we recently interviewed for an episode in our Sustainable Asia series, Asia's Noisy Oceans. And I'm just going to play a quick audio clip from Sarah Yip, who runs Eco Chungchow and is also trying to protect the dolphins. Last year, in May 15, we basically saw like six adult dolphins, which is pushing a deaf craft body up to the water for more than two hours. They knew the, the craft is dead, but they're trying 
six of the adults are trying so hard to push up the cough to try to pretend it's not bad, which is the moment that you really thought about why or how you can help them not to die in Hong Kong water. So maybe you can tell us about how you're collaborating with groups like Eco Chang Chao to learn more about these remaining 37 Chinese white dolphins. Yeah, so uh, in order to strengthen uh, the stewardship of ocean and create waves for action among the public, we produced a short documentary called The Sea of Noise in collaboration with a local wildlife photographer and filmmaker, Daphne Wong. And we also work very closely with uh, awareness raising groups such as Eco Chang Chow to screen the film and disseminate the messages so as to uh, allow people to develop uh, understanding of the current issues and situation of the noise pollution. And people can have a better knowledge of how as individuals can help them save the dolphins. And WWF has also suggested the Hong Kong government factor underwater noise uh, into environmental assessment reports. How is that going? Yeah, so this advocacy has been part of our public petition, uh, which we've collected around uh, 10,000 petitions from the public so far. So we've been talking to relevant government departments and bureaus, and the suggestion is actually under their consideration. Uh, So we suggest that because for the current environmental impact assessment, the noise part only assess noise uh, to human and also to terrestrial animals, but uh, the assessment of underwater noise is not mandate. So that's why we want uh, the government to make it as a compulsory part of the impact assessment, because Mm -hmm. we realize this is actually quite uh, a serious issue to wildlife sensitive to sound, such as dolphins. And there's some other countries are uh, including it in their environmental assessment reports. And they're also adding things like air bubble curtains during construction. How does that work? Yeah, so for a bubble curtain, it's actually a structure releasing like lots of bubbles continuously to act as uh, layers of sound absorber. So uh, for sounds, they uh, travel slower in air than in water. So that's why the bubbles created can strengthen the sound attenuation and reduce the noise intensity and also the spatial extent of uh, the noise disturbance. So kind of like an uh, a layer trapping the sounds within a restricted uh, region. All right. And can you give an example of some of the construction projects in the last few years that maybe created some movements in the dolphins? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, for example, like the construction of the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge uh, and times around 2050 and also uh, the recommendation works for the third runway. So uh, the cumulative impacts of these construction uh, projects uh, have kind of like shift uh, caused the distribution of the dolphin shifting southward. 
So that's why right now we could hardly like spot any dolphin of North Lantau nowadays. So we want to um, we want to we want a, a comprehensive set of mitigation measures to be in place to minimize all these construction impacts because we don't want to see this happening anymore. Right, because there's um, there's certain settlements of white dolphins that can be found year round in Hong Kong, and mm-hmm. I suppose they choose their little habitat for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for dolphin distribution is actually uh, primarily driven by the distribution of their prey, and so that's why they are like kind of like restricted to the estuary area. I see. Okay. And some, uh, there are some designated marine parks, right? So, um, is that helping? Uh, well, existing, uh, so currently we have, uh, three designated marine parks and also one proposed marine park for the dolphin. Um, so within the marine park only, uh, the vessel speed is kind of like regulated, but not for other major human impacts, for example, like underwater noise, because normally the source of these noise are not necessarily, uh, uh, it's not necessarily within the marine park. So it's hard to, to use the marine park regulation to mitigate it. Um, so I'd say like within the marine park area, uh, dolphins' critical habitat is not really very effectively managed. Right, because there's still some fishing vessel noise pollution that continues? Yeah, yeah. There are actually no strict regulation on mitigating underwater noise within the um, marine park, and not to mention like areas outside of the marine park. Hmm. So, Doris, what was mm-hmm. the um, – you said that there was a petition. Is there still a petition that people can sign for the environmental impact statement to include a noise pollution, or is that already submitted? Is there anything else trash talkers can do to help the cause? Uh, yeah, for sure. There are actually like several ways we can help at the individual level. So first, as you mentioned, uh, the, the, the petition is still ongoing. So uh, you – you are encouraged to sign the petition advocating for a dolphin conservation management area to effectively cover uh, the critical habitats with better management and regulation on underwater noise and marine traffic threats. So secondly, we, we also have a very passenger questionnaire survey um, proposing like several solutions mitigating high-speed ferry impacts of South Lantau. So you're all welcome to complete that surveys and and tell us your opinion on those proposed solutions. And lastly, uh, we can actually help by um, changing our diet to consume seafood according to uh, WWF Sustainable Seafood Guide and ensure that we're all enjoying seafood that won't harm the dolphins and their critical habitats. Good list. And everyone can find that on the WWF Hong Kong website. Or you can follow WWF Hong Kong on uh, Facebook and pretty much any social media platform, right? Well, Doris, thank you so much for explaining all this. And thank you for all of your hard work on behalf of those 37 Chinese white dolphins. Thank you for having me. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK on the Go app. 
thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia.